Hello and welcome. My name is Rachel Ivy and you are listening to The Blueprint. Have an exciting show planned for today but before we get started I have to introduce one of my favorite favorite uh, clients to work with our co-host for today we have Mr. Brian Browder who is from the Ani Group and Ani Group is an owner developer general contractor property manager they do it all in the world of construction so welcome Brian thanks for joining us thanks Rachel happy to be here Yay. so uh excited to join you today uh this is my second time working with you on Yay. this guy, so it's That's fun. That's because you were so good the oh, last time. Oh, you know, I haven't listened to that one yet, so we'll have to see. Um, but we've got two excited guests uh, joining us today, and we're going to cover the topic of construction culture. Our first guest is Miss Lady Jane, and uh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do. and uh... Well, the name of my organization, I'm going to just jump right into it, is called the Emotional Maturity Institute and Training. That's then a mouthful. Tell us, is, tell us, tell us, it, 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 it is totally a mouthful. Uh, but I run with the acronym EMIT. And my tagline is, we'll help you emit a different frequency. Love it. We're, we're all about That's shifting dope. the culture, actually in all sectors. But I'm specifically focused on construction uh, and shifting the culture within it in terms of how we interact with each other. And that's going to take a level of emotional intelligence and maturity that does not yet quite exist across the board. Nah, you're right, you're right. And who else we have over here? We have Mr. Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine, you want to give us a little uh, a tidbit? Or, well, we got Jermaine. I'll help him out. He's here to kind of talk <laughs> to the experience. He, he in the trenches here, so with us. <laughs> no, you're not going to get fired. But tell us a little bit about yourself, Jermaine. Or how long you maybe how long you've been in construction? Um, I've been in construction four years now. Okay. I'm a fourth year apprentice. Um, right now I'm working on a police academy. Okay, Ooh. yay. And construction changed my life. Okay, good. All right, good. Right. Yep. And Jermaine can speak to in his four years, he's been able to navigate a couple of different situations. And yeah. so we thought he would be an ideal person to have a conversation. Um, with because he speaks definitely from the boots on the ground. Um, Big facts. Yeah. So <laughs> day to day. Yeah. So let's yeah. just get started. So, um, Jermaine, how would you describe the culture? I mean, the culture is in construction. Let me say that we talking construction. Culture, yes, the construction culture is not too different. Okay. From the street culture. Ah, that's different. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's, it's not different that's, at all. Look at Brian. So there's good days and bad days. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's great days and there's horrible days. Uh, okay. That's life. Not right? not a lot of horrible days though. But um, um, like um, it's really a brotherhood. Okay. For the most part, but inside of the brotherhood, we might have subcultures and inside of it. You know, like as far as like with race and stuff like that you know like the construction trade or it's full of let like, me help you out let me help you out because you, you we don't might have we do have i'm trying yeah i'm trying to choose my words properly no there are subcultures you yeah, know i'll back nah, you up on that it is i'll back you up like, on that and you know like for me like i'm a black man you know like 
we don't ha- we don't have a really big presence okay. right, inside of that culture. So like we're kind of like we're kind of like out there like on our own basically for the most part. Most places that you will be like when I first started working, um, you know, like it was kind of hard because I didn't have like anyone like uh, older like journeyman or anything mm-hmm. to, to mentor or to just mentor kinda- me and show me the ropes and like this how you handle this situation, this how mm-hmm. you handle this situation. So what I did, I started going to black older black men that I seen in different trades. Okay, and, you know, like. I just got basically site etiquette from them. Okay. Like, um, um, how should I be carrying myself? You know, like because you know it's the same, like, but you know it's different, and it's it's the same as the streets, but it's different, like, because it's professional, like exactly. You know, like you can't put your hands on anyone when they make you mad, yeah, or anything like that. So, like, Mr. Smith. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, <laughs> like the main thing that. I, the main thing that I did to protect myself and that I'm still doing because you can never know enough is basically going over my union rules. Okay, that's a good one. Knowing mm-hmm. like basically like what I can do, what I can't do, and how to protect myself. Because now, I have to congratulate you on a couple of different levels. Number one, for being a fourth year apprentice, for actually Thank still you. in, right? Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> it's a progression, and I've seen yeah. a lot of people fall out of the system because they did not have basically the kind of support that you're talking about. So it was really smart of you to seek out what I would just simply call wise counsel. Yes, ma'am. And the other thing that you were missing, and this is what happens to a lot of people, is you really don't have a peer group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There might not be other apprentices out there, but yeah, yeah. they ain't for you, right? No, so you really don't have a support system or a peer group. And the construction sector, uh, to another point you made about having to be professional, is one of the few sectors around where we don't lean on our HR principles and our professional development and all of those skills and decorum factors that would come up in an office don't get translated on the field. You got to be tough. Got to be tough. You got to be tough. I mean, like, if that's the first thing that I was taught, like, from the the first thing I was taught was how – your first day on the site is how you're going to be treated for the rest of your career. So, like, you know, like, we're we're in an industry that's dom- dominated by men. Okay. So, you know, it's a lot of testosterone, mm-hmm. if I'm saying it right. <laughs> you know? But it's a lot of that. So, like, you know, um, like like me, like, I, I've seen... I've seen it all. Like, you know, like, this is nothing. Like, this is nothing to me. I promise you it's not. So... I'm going to let Brian go because I think we're probably about to ask kind of the same question. Yeah, I guess before you got into construction, what did you think it was going to be? And then now you're there. Is it the same? Is it different, better, worse? I mean, we want to, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, there's challenges, but yeah. there are opportunities there that you didn't know existed because of what you're doing. You've learned something about yourself or the people around you that you wouldn't have learned if you were doing something else other than construction. Well, like... um, I come from, like, a really close-knit family. Like, so knowing yourself is, like, a real big part of it. If if I didn't, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have made it. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't have made it. When you say knowing yourself, what do you mean? Like, I know that I'm a patient guy. I know that I'm patient. I know that I'm a good person. I know my temper. I know my limits. 
So okay. when I get to my limits, I just don't even show up. Okay. <laughs> I just don't I just won't show up. Like because like I said, it's a we're in an industry that's dominated by men. So, you know, like sometimes you got some guys like, you know, the world is different now. But you got guys that's been doing this for probably fifty years now, mm-hmm. or something like that, and they're setting their ways, mm-hmm. so they'll feel that they can talk to you any type of way. Yes, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like, because yes. you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're all men. You know, like not so, all, not all, not all, okay, not all, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, so you can only imagine yeah, what I encounter. Exactly, okay. I can only imagine okay. what women encounter. Truly, like. Exactly. Right. Truly. But you, but you know what? I don't want to cut you off, but I want to jump in here because what you're describing is very real. And it's what keeps a lot of people from getting into the business. And then once they're in it, being successful in the business. Yes. Right. So one of the things I want to mention is something that's relatively new. In fact, um, something Rachel and I'll be working on together is a group of uh, really like minded professionals in the industry. Top superintendents, owners of companies got together and we formed something called the Council on Construction Operations. Okay. I facilitate that group. We call ourselves COCO because I told you I'm in the acronyms. Right? <laughs> um, but the point is I am literally actively involved in talking to management, tradesmen, uh, everybody involved in a project to get at those very core issues. The fact that we have to find a way to really it's relationship management one-on-one from the bottom up, top down and across, right? Because they should not talk to you in that fashion, right? Now you're going to have to take it. Nobody talks to me in that fashion. Well, I'm saying though, but they need to learn that you, you should have to, you shouldn't have to get past it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody's not the same. Because exactly. You're right. 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 So that's kind of the work I'm, excited to be involved in here recently because something really needed it's very needed because we're trending these words diversity equity inclusion which i laugh when i hear that because if we don't get at this core issue of how we actually Mm -hmm. deal with each other at least in construction you're just singing the song no you're right um one of my questions um back to you jermaine is if you had to if you were working with um, Coco, what advice or what would you say we need to do or prep people for before they touch the construction site? So somebody coming in new, they're an apprentice, or what would you have liked to have had you on your first or in your toolbox? You know, I mean, your, just, your mental toolbox, what just, would you mm-hmm. have liked to have when you hit mm-hmm. the um, construction site? Just really like the truth on like what to expect. Because when I started, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't expect to I didn't expect none of the situations mm-hmm. that and don't get me wrong everything's not all bad like but the things that happen like I really didn't expect it to happen in that setting okay so give us first of two things so give us give our listeners an example of what happened a short version so they can kind of understand because everybody want a little a little tea so give us a little tea without getting anybody in trouble. Um, but then also share something good or maybe even some of the benefits um, to the trade so they can see both sides of it. I mean, um, well, let me give off a benefit first. Like, a benefit first is, like, you know, like, you get to meet. You know, it's, it's, it is a brotherhood. Like, it is a brotherhood for most carpenters. Like, okay. it's a brotherhood and sisterhood. You know, like, so. <laughs> Thank you. Good recovery. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, uh, you know, you meet a lot of good people. Like, um, right now I picked up, I 
picked up something that I'm able to pass on to my my sons. Mm-hmm. You know, a like, skill, a trait, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like that's the biggest thing for me. And like you know, just the diversity in different cultures. Like you know, like I learned a lot about um, Irish people. Okay. <laughs> <a lot> about, <laughs> uh, Mexicans. You know, like the type of food they eat. I love ceviche. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, Food brings so, the world together. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It, it yeah. does. Break bread and that, that solves a lot of problems. Yep. Yeah, it yeah. does. And then um, the main thing, like the biggest disappointment that I had was like, um, it's basically like face racism. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like mm-hmm. as far as on the trade, like I've never in my life. Blatant. Blatant. Mm-hmm. I've never in my life been called like. Out, out my not even the M, the M word monkey mm. <laughs> like wow. I like I, this, that's kind of worse yeah than, than the M yeah. word that, like, that hits different yeah altogether. it does yeah. so like um you know like that was something that I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. like I really wasn't expecting that like um but what did you do how did you navigate it I mean like first of all like I walked it off. Like okay. I walked it off. I calmed down. Good for you. You know, mm-hmm. like, but it's it's, and it's const- hard. construction is hard. Like because it's a thin line. Like you know, mm-hmm. you can't. You really can't let things go. Mm-hmm. Like you can't let them go. Like if you let them go, like it's, it's, it's going to happen worse. all over again. It happens all over again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then like for me, like I know what I represent. Like I know I represent like something that's. I know I. I know something that my. My particular trade, from what I see when I go to class and at school, they're kind of trying to change it. Like, they're trying to get more women. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to get more people of color mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. into carpentry, like, because right. it's not a lot of black carpenters. Okay. Like, I've basically out of my whole time, I've probably ran into maybe two or three. Wow. Wow. And you guys are the most black, important trade Black out carpenters. There. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know what I represent. And I know what's coming behind me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I take on the responsibility of, like, paving the way and... Not you know, popping off. I like not it. Not popping <laughs> off. That's good. But also standing... Standing your ground. Standing your ground. Standing your ground. We, we, that, we call it standing on business in the street. Okay. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you have to because, you, like you said, you otherwise it'll be repeated. Let's yeah. call a precedent, which it's already there. Yeah. But that's also one of the things that excites me uh, about the work we're doing at Coco because it's not, it's about both sides of the street. It's about don't treat people that way. But on this side, when you do get treated that way, let me help you articulate the problem because yeah. to your point, you can't always let it go. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have to find a mature and effective way of handling it. And it takes maturity. I mean, mm-hmm. the point where we are right now, I mean, like, like it's not even a question if you can or not let it go. You can't let it go. Like we can't mm-hmm. let it go. Mm-hmm. Like we gotta move on with things. And then another thing, like I didn't think I didn't think it would be like any any anything happened behind it. Okay, so when you say anything happened behind it, you didn't think that you would get the support. For- exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would get the support from my company mm-hmm. or his company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like like I said, you just have to say something like. And by me saying something like I had all of the support of my company, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. um, and I wouldn't say all the support of his company, but I had. But a you lot, had their I, attention. I, 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 I most definitely had their attention, and I had a lot of support from their company as well. Mm-hmm. 
like, of course, you know, like, of course, nobody wants to. Um, you it's know, a hard conversation. It's nobody a hard wants it's to it's have a really a hard conversation. It's a hard conversation, but I know, but I don't know what the incident is. I'll just go and say that. <laughs> but I will say, there's probably you also have to say think about like even if you don't feel like fully supported by the other company, there always are things going on behind the scenes that you don't necessarily know about. And I yeah. think that's the hard part is that. You know, where I sit in, you know, I sit in a corporate office. So we deal with the very, you know, high end, you know, here's the project, look at this, whatever. It is exactly. so different when you actually then go talk to the people working on the site, dealing with certain things. And I think there's a huge disconnect. And I think it is. eventually, or, you know, an intelligent company goes and talks to people, not just their employees, but the other ones, you know. So I might be in the, you know, corporate office, but I still show up to the site and look at what people are doing. Mm -hmm. And you can tell, you know, mood of you know your employees laborers other people but if it's a bad vibe on the site you're gonna get mm -hmm. a bad project so i think exactly. at a certain point like it, these issues have to be addressed and having call it uncomfortable conversations quote unquote is where we have to go because that's the only way i would say we as a society of people you know a city and in construction industry in particular in chicago will get better and exactly. it's true and no, it's not true. only that it's something that we not only have to do that's something we have to get comfortable with, mm -hmm. having that hard conversation. Exactly. Because yep. that never goes away. Nope. And we have to find a way to be able to have it so that we're not attacking each other, just simply addressing the facts and the issues. Yeah. yeah. I got a question. But to the credit, though, like, like his company and my company, mm -hmm. they got right on top of it. Good. Like, they got Good right on top of it. Like, they made the situation. Like, like, they most definitely made it. They listened. Mm -hmm. They most definitely listened, and they did the right thing. Good. Like, they most definitely did the right thing. Like, and that might be something. And this guy, like, this has been going on with him, like, for before me. Right. Like, I was in another site with the same guy, and a similar situation happened mm -hmm. with another person of color from a different trade. Mm -hmm. Like, with the same language and, and everything. That's like, why so. these things have to be addressed on all mm -hmm. levels, because... And I knew that the moment you said it, because for whatever reason, he felt entitled to say it out loud. Exactly. He, he, he probably actually, wasn't he actually, the only one who thought it. He, he but actually he said he it as a license. joke. And he actually said it as a joke and to a point where he thought that I wasn't, I guess, smart enough to articulate what he was. That it was an insult. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, we, Brian, um, for you, when you start to think about as somebody who sit in the position to make decisions, the person who's kind of responsible for how the project moves, how would you recommend or what advice would you give our listeners who may be trying to navigate something like this? So how would you like or how would your company handle something like, you know, like this? If there's an issue, what type of advice would you give them? I think, you know, because it's slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. I think the number one you said is like you have to defuse the situation right way. So like okay. I say tell to my, you know, my staff, you know, all the time, like, listen, if you're in an uncomfortable situation, you're getting pissed off at me. I'm getting it just it can be a conversation in the office. We have different opinions. Just take a deep breath and walk away. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna make it any worse. Mm -hmm. It can only make it better. I think that's number one. Number two is I think, you know, because Chicago is so strong with our unions, mm -hmm. you by going to the union rules is the number one thing. I mean, I do want to touch on the fact that we are still union in Chicago. I think we actually have diversity problems in our trades. When I go to just a little side note, True. when I go to like Seattle, that workforce is so much more diverse than Chicago mm -hmm. because 
it's not the old white man unions. I'm, unions. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna say it. Mm-hmm. They've been here forever. They protect their own kind. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. Right. Side note. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, there's my little spiel on why unions aren't always great, but they're usually pretty good. Uh, but I think you know, taking a step back and also you know, talking to, for instance, you talk to your company. They didn't go to the guy initially on site, but they went to his boss, the parent company, because exactly. I guarantee the parent company cares more about you know safe working conditions mm-hmm. for everyone mm-hmm. more than one individual's personal exactly. feelings or beliefs. Right. So I think, and that's the hard part. You have to like, t- you have to take yourself out of it and like, listen, there's a problem here. I'm not going to fix it myself. I got to work with someone else who has position of power or Do different not pull. put your hands on anybody. It, exactly. <laughs> and that is, I think what you have to get to. And I, th- I'm, I commend you for doing that. So yeah, that was good. Yeah. And to that point, uh, Communities Empowered Through Construction, our organization, we were instrumental in helping Jermaine kind of navigate that situation. Um, And everybody in the trade don't necessarily have people that are kind of in a position where if there's an issue or something happened, I'm in a position where I can say, hey, Brian, I need you to take a look at this because... CEC most definitely has been my backbone. Right, this is, you know, this isn't right, but we need to get on top of it. And I think as much as we'd like to think that our trades are diversifying or certain organizations and things are needed, I think until we get to a point where everybody's comfortable having these conversations, I think people still need, again, those safe spaces Mm -hmm. and places and those people that are advocating for both. Cause we are, I mean, when we heard about the situation, we looked at, we heard Jermaine's side. We also heard, you know, the subcontractors, you know, their side of it so that we can try and help figure out a solution and what was the best way to move in that situation. So I agree. Can I, can I say something on that? Like to say, like to touch on what you said, like, like for me, like it's not like it's not the same for every everyone, like every apprentice like that may get in that situation because like you said, I had someone to call and talk to that I felt comfortable right with like expressing how I felt mm-hmm. about the situation mm-hmm. and that really helped me through the situation. Like everybody doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. So like the main thing, like some of the advice that I can give is to find that. Like, as far as within our industry, like, just somebody to talk to, like, that you feel comfortable talking with, like, and, and it doesn't matter who it is, like, you know, like, just someone that you're comfortable with, like, like, for some people, like, I know in those type of situations, like, you know, like, we might feel more comfortable talking to someone that looks like us, mm-hmm. you know, like, so, you know, like, so like you know just with that like we don't have a lot of that like right. I, t- I speak to people all right. the time about CEC people don't know mm-hmm. uh-huh. you right. know like and I send people that's in the trade already already apprentices and like, hey call just these for people. advocacy yeah, just I call these it. people yeah. like you know like yeah. they'll let you know what's going on they'll have your back like you know like I'm very grateful that you know well, for everything thank you Jermaine so with that we have about two minutes left I'm just gonna do a um, quick wrap up if somebody wanted um Say a few things to our listeners in conclusion. I'll let you go, um, Lady Jane. Well, I was just thinking about what he just said, that we do have, and that's really a big burden on my heart, we need more safe spaces to -hmm. have those conversations, to conduct those kinds of sessions. And a lot of times it's for C-suite personnel as well, Mm -hmm. because believe it or not, there are many instances where they're really fairly unaware of what they're doing, because they haven't, 
you know, heretofore had to be aware mm-hmm. of the microaggressions and things. But exactly. it's more than just the apprentices. Like I said, it's it's females too. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and I see it at all levels. It's not just tradesmen. It's it's in the office. It's in the C-suite. It's all over the sector. Thank you, Lady Jane. Brian, you want to um, leave us with anything? Or you got something you want from our guest? No, I would just say that I think, you know, I appreciate having the conversation today because I think we're addressing, you know, we're st- having these conversations can only make things better. And I think, as you said, if, as we have more of these conversations, you, everyone learns more and come from a different perspective. So that's why hopefully the listeners can take away from. Yeah. Did you have anything? Are you good, Jermaine? Um, yeah, I just want to say, man, have a plan. I like, love just it. have yeah, a plan, like have an end game to where you want to go. Definitely. That's good. And whatever you want to do, just not the construction industry, <laughs> just have a plan. I love it. Thank you. So what yeah. I heard from this conversation, I like the ideas of, you know, maybe setting up our candidates with mentors on site, you know, just being able to connect them with people who either look like them or are in the trade or someone that they feel comfortable having a conversation with. Um, conflict resolution skills. I think we everyone mm-hmm, could do mm-hmm. better with sure. having okay. some conflict sure. res, uh, resolution skills because I think that has been the key to Jermaine's success. Yes. Is that he has not. <laughs> I used to be a firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then advocacy, having uh, making sure that people have um, people that are actually really invested in their best interests. So with that, that concludes um, this episode of The Blueprint. Thank everybody for sharing. Please take, um, to all of our listeners, please follow us on all of our social media platforms. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Blueprint.